Welcome to Kansas City Confidential, a podcast where we hear from the people behind Kansas City's local restaurants, businesses, and personalities. I'm your host, Sari, and this week's guests are Taylor and Tara from Spread KC, a custom artisan board company serving delicious charcuterie boards for any occasion. Taylor and Tara are not only business partners, but also work together in interior design. Putting their creative minds together, they came up with a company where they can use their talents to create lively boards focused on food. Here are Taylor and Tara to talk all about their custom charcuterie business. Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential. Thank you so much again for doing this and for taking time out of your schedule to talk to me. Yeah, we're excited. Yeah, I'm excited for you guys to be here. I love charcuterie boards. If I had the time, the eye for it, I would <laughs> have a charcuterie board every night for dinner. There's like nothing more delicious to me than a big board with cheese and meat and spreads <laughs> and crackers. So 100%. I, yeah, I'm very excited to to talk to you guys and just to hear about the process of of your company. So to kind of kick off, I know you both come from interior design backgrounds, and I would love to hear what made you take the final push to start this business. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, thanks for having us. We were, yeah, we'll probably both like talk over each other at times. So <laughs> forgive us. But yeah, I think so Tara and I both met in college at K-State. Um, it was my second year and her first year, and we were across the hall from each other in the dorm is how we met, and then happened to both be an interior designer school. And so, yeah, so we got to know each other very quickly and spent a lot of time together, obviously. And then here we are just a few short years later, um, just a couple of years out of college and still really, really, really great friends. And I think, you know, I think that one of the things that made us kind of get into charcuterie, I would say, is we're both, like you said, interior designers by education. We're both still in the industry. We've both worked in the industry our entire careers. And we are now, though, on the sales side of things. And so we're not as creative on that side <laughs> of the business as we were when we were working for a we're firm. Not, we're not or, designing spaces anymore. Yeah, no, so. we're just selling the things that go in the spaces. Yeah. And so um, we, I think, so have always really entertained a lot and always have loved to do fun things like that charcuterie or spreads or different types of food or any kind of entertaining. Um, and we've had friends say really like, you should do this. You should do this and you should charge for this. Like, why are you not doing this? I mean, honestly, I think, I we think just... well, one of our friends eventually was like, I'm just going to order a board from you yeah. for she really party that I'm having it. and shout I'm out you for it. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Lindsay. Um, that she was, she just said she's going to order it and she's going to pay for it. Mm -hmm. And you guys are starting a business. And so it, that, just it was really her from fault. that moment it, yeah. it really that we wanted to do a business. She, we just got kicked into it. So, uh, which was actually probably the push that we needed to do it. Yeah. You know? So yeah. yeah. And from there, it really just snowballed. And so it was, and that was in January of 2019. And it just snowballed from there with word, word of, mouth. of mouth. And we finally got an Instagram page and a Facebook page up and running. And people found us on that. Now we're hearing people are just finding us on Google, which is bizarre to me. Um, <laughs> just kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, really fun, but really kind of crazy. And 
So yeah, that's how it's morphed. And it's yeah. been really great, I think, for both of us to be able to have that creative side uh, that we were really kind of missing or lacking in our day to day. So we're still, this is still our side hustle. But yeah, it gives us a little, a little bit of a creative outlet for, um, like she said, just our day to day stuff. It's something fun and we get to use our designer eye to create the boards and stuff like that. That's how, that's exactly how I feel with my Instagram and this podcast. This is not my full-time job. I think sometimes people are surprised to hear that, but I work in logistics. I work in an office in a gray cube and the Instagram and this podcast have become my creative outlets. I wanted to be an art major when I was in college that did not work out. I was bored to tears by art history, but I have always loved art. I was a photographer for a while. So I have always done something on the side to use that creative energy because not all jobs you're able to use that part of your brain. And when you are a creative person, it's hard to not use it. And I think sometimes that's hard for people who aren't as creative to understand that when you see things in a creative way, you need some way to utilize that part of you. And so, and I love that charcuterie boards is a way that you guys are <laughs> using that brain power. Yeah, leave it to us to use food. We also food. like food, so there's that. <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of food on the board, how are you deciding what cheese paired with which crackers, which veggies paired with which dips? How are you deciding what pairs nicely on a board together? Well, there's a lot of ways that you can look at it. So, and we like to do um, a variety of cheeses and meats and fruits and ve- and if people want veggies or something, that's the standard charcuterie board doesn't include the veggies, but we like to make sure there's a variety. So there's a little something for everybody. And we like to make sure we're using different cheeses and things that will pair well with just about anything we put on the board. So we typically stay away from stuff like blue cheese because it's kind of a hit and miss with a lot of people. Some people really love it. Some people really hate it. We love it. We both love it. We love it. We would put it on every board if we could, but... <laughs> It's kind of hit and miss. So we, we typically will stay away from that, but safer cheeses that'll pair well with just about any spread you put on it, just about any fruit you want to put on the board or any meat and stuff like that. So that's kind of how we, how we do it just so it makes it easy for people to, um, throw together a perfect little bite for themselves because ev- obviously everybody's taste buds are different. So they're going to want to look at it and pull together parts and pieces from the board to create a bite on their own. And from the design perspective, I want to hear more just about the actual placement of everything on the board. The uh, board I got from you guys had a delicious salami rose, which I know are super trendy and I love them. And when I brought the board home, my boyfriend was unwrapping it and was like, is this our dinner? It's for us, right? And I was like, yes, this is for us. This is what we're eating for the next two nights. And then he was like, is that a rose? Oh my gosh. It was so, he had this (laughs) reaction to the way the board was set up. And he, you know, as we're eating, he was like, this is too pretty to eat. I feel bad. (laughs) And I'm like, but that's, what's fun about charcuterie boards is it's food and it's food in a beautiful way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, For sure. We, (laughs) the process is funny. I mean, I feel like we don't have a process. I mean, there's like a little, it's not like a, you know, kind of like every board is every board is different. We try to make it different. And that's too part of just because if it started to become very cookie cutter, it would become very boring for us and our creative side. So 
I think we, we really try to kind of put the cheeses, say there's three cheeses on the board. We almost put them in a little bit of a triangular location or something so that they're spread out. We try to put the salami, you know, again, kind of spread out a little bit. And then, yeah, the roses and fun things like that, that we, that we do, it just, it varies per board. We'll use different salamis for salami roses. We just did a board that had a provolone uh, rose on it. So that was a fun one. You can do all kinds of things, but you can make roses out of just about anything. It's really fun. Yeah. But yeah. And we also pay attention to color too, when we're creating the yeah. board. So you don't want a bunch of the same color all in one spot. So it's, you know, spreading out colors or, you know, if you're doing, and it also depends on maybe the type of board we're creating, or if there's a theme or something like that, does it need to be kind of monochromatic? Do we want it to be really colorful? Do we want, all, you know, just looking at the different types of events that we're maybe styling for, or um, what the people have requested or what their party is or whatever. But yeah, so we kind of, we look at color, we look at the size and shapes of what we're placing and go from there. But there's never really like footprint to start with or a, like a I was going to say a floor plan, but you know. Well, that has to do with our business, (laughs) uh, our other business. But yeah, I think too, it's, it's hard for us to explain a little bit just because I don't know that this, I hope it doesn't sound braggy, but like it just, well, that kind of stuff just comes naturally to us because we have that creative side, right? So everybody, there's something that comes naturally to everyone. Math, not math for me (laughs) Um, or Tara, I can say that too. We're really bad (laughs) at the math side of our business, but the creative side, I don't know that the layout just really tends to come naturally. But yeah, just like Tara said, it's putting things uh, like cheeses with salamis and nudging people to try things together by putting them next to each other is kind of one way we look at it. Are there any trends right now in terms of charcuterie boards that you guys are really into? I know it's fall and pumpkins are obviously always sort of the big thing. And you mentioned colors, so fall colors, but are there any trends going on right now that you guys are really liking for boards? I mean, the pumpkins are always really cute and we like to carve out the little mini pumpkins and put in a a dish of a spread or a dip or something inside of it so that you can utilize the actual pumpkin. It's not just taking up space and being inedible, but I, the funniest trend that's going on right now, and it has nothing to do with charcuterie is like the butterboards. I'm obsessed with them. We haven't tried one yet, but the butterboards are a big trend right now. And have I, you seen this? No, Sorry. I was going to say, I do not know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so the butterboard, and I've seen it with butter. I've seen it with cream cheese. I've seen it with peanut butter, actually, which I am obsessed with peanut butter. So I'm actually really want to try, try that one. Yeah. But it's, it's not, it's softened butter. And it gets spread kind of all over the board in just a really beautiful way, kind of, you know, waves of butter. And then you can put anything on it, like herbs or salts salts or things like that, that then you just almost dip bread or crackers into. So it kind of becomes a spread. The peanut butter one that I saw had uh, sliced strawberries and sliced bananas and granola and a little drizzle of honey and stuff like that. And then I've seen some that the cream cheese with almost smoked salmon, like kind of like a bagel and lox situation. They can be very beautiful. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah that's not huge, tried it yet, yeah, that's hugely trending. Trend. <laughs> we would love it if somebody wanted to do that. Yeah. But that would be fun. That would be a really fun challenge. Yeah. Cause it's so. a total like breakaway from what we 
and doing and yeah. what we do on yeah. the daily. Like it's, it's definitely not a charcuterie. It's not board, a charcuterie, so. but it would fall yeah. under the spread category. So that would work. <laughs> yeah. True. That's so fun. I haven't heard of that before, but that peanut butter one you're mentioning is exactly what I picture. You know, if I were to have like a piece of toast, I'd put peanut butter yeah. and put, you know, some fruit and banana yeah. and drizzle some honey. And yeah. that just sounds absolutely delicious. So I yeah. am on this trend. <laughs> Hop on, yeah, Instagram tags or Pinterest. Yeah, like, and I think it's like hashtag Butterboard, butterboard or something. Yeah. And you'll start to see all of this. It's so fun. Yeah. It's fun to watch, yeah, the creativity of other people and then mm-hmm. kind of take that for a spin a little bit. And so where are you getting a lot of your inspiration for for your boards? I'd say for the most part, Instagram. I mean, we have, a, yeah. there's a big charcuterie industry, I guess, if you will. Um, and we follow a bunch of different charcuterie businesses around the country that do amazing things. And I think a lot of times we'll get just inspiration or ideas from, from those different companies and put our own little spin on it or. Yeah. Pinterest of course is a huge deal too. Um, Instagram is huge. Yeah. I think just seeing it charcuterie seems to, I mean, it's been around forever, right. But it seems to have really taken hold lately. Especially during the pandemic. Especially. Yeah. Yes, it really did. So that's, it's fun um, because there is a lot of influence out there that you can find different ideas for different ways to style things, a salami rose or stacked hair or just all kinds of things that almost when you see it, you're like, why didn't I think about that? That seems so obvious, but I guess that's with most, with most things. Somebody has to come up with the idea. And how did the pandemic affect your business? Uh, dramatically, I would say, I, but, we, in, a but in a good way. Yeah, it shifted. We went from doing, I, there were a couple months that we really did almost nothing. Nobody was having events, you know, there were not gatherings, like it, it just completely. Yeah, when really when the world just shut down and nobody knew what was happening. But we started doing individual boxes uh, for people and that really kind of blew up. And now we offer different sizes of boxes because obviously people are gathering again, but the box is a really great thing to be able to take outside to like tailgate or a picnic or something like that. And we get a lot of companies now that are wanting to order the boxes for lunches that they're having in the office or something like that. Or happy hours. Or happy hours. Yeah. Just a nice individual. Yeah. So that came about because of the pandemic. We also started offering the little cups, the little charcuterie cups. But those are, I think, even great. People are still using those. I mean, we get orders for boxes and cups on the regular still. So it's not because the pandemic is, I wouldn't say over, but like we're mostly back to normal, I would say. Um, That's not changing. And I don't see those things going away. Everybody loves to look at the charcuterie cups too, even when they're all spread out on a large table and you've got a whole bunch of them. It's a really cool, really pretty look. And people can just grab one of their own and carry it around nibble on it as they wish and it's just a really great really fun kind of different way to display the charcuterie so those came about and then um charcuterie classes we started doing virtual classes and now we're doing them in person also so those are an option that we yeah it's still virtual so lots of fun things yeah lots of things shifted and changed (laughs) yeah the first time actually i came across your business i was at uh, an influencer event put on by KES studio yeah. and the event that I went to had the cups of charcuterie. And I'd never seen that before. 
uh, from the consumer perspective, it was really nice because a lot of times at the events like that that I'm going to, there's always a handful of individuals that I feel really close to. And there's a couple of handfuls of girls that I'm friendly with that I see at these things pretty frequently. And then there's always individuals that I don't know at all. And so in terms of eating and consuming, and I think especially after the pandemic, it's nice sort of having your own cup yeah, <laughs> and not feeling like a stranger's hands are on your food. Cause it's a totally different mentality versus me hosting people for a chief's game or for Sunday night dinner and feeling Absolutely. comfortable with those people that I know. And anytime yeah. I've been to an event, especially an event with KS, but I just love the cups because I feel like, okay, I know this one's mine. I get a little taste of everything that was on the board. I don't feel like, shoot, I missed out on the brie or you missed out on that really good looking cracker. So it's a great option. I just think it makes everything easier, especially when you're moving around. And if you're in a store, you don't want to spill food everywhere. So it's really makes everything so much easier. Yeah, we really love doing the cups and we we've branched out and doing all kinds of different cups too. They've been a big hit for like breakfast and brunch events. So we've done some of that, which is really fun. But yeah, I'm with you. I think, especially when you're at a big public event, individual things like that, just make it a lot nicer. So I think it's not like it only came around with the pandemic, but it definitely um, has become a lot more prevalent since the pandemic. And I think that that's a good thing that it's sticking around. So, And you mentioned the classes that you're doing. So what is the setup of that? And if someone were to take your class, what does that look like? Yeah, so those are super fun and we can do different versions of that. We still do virtual, so that's still an option. And we, if you're wanting to do it completely virtual, we will provide you with a shopping list so you can go shopping because we have done virtual classes with people all over the country. So we're not able, obviously, to give them a kit of charcuterie to build from. So they, we send them a shopping list and then they can buy all of the ingredients themselves. And we would all get on Zoom at one point whatever the date is, and then teach them the class from there. We also offer uh, in-person classes now, and we've done several of those. They're super fun at the location of your choice, obviously in the KC metro area. We create an entire kit for everybody, and that includes multiple cheeses, multiple meats, fruits, fresh fruits, dried fruits, spreads, crackers, um, nuts, all the things that you would put on your Instagrammable board if you're going to build one, you know, and we also include a board that they get to keep and take home so they can take this and eat it for dinner, of course. And um, we teach an hour long course on how to build that beautiful board. And then we also have a hybrid class that's um, we create the kits and deliver them to one location. And then we would do the class virtually with everybody if that's the way they choose to do it. Yeah. We haven't done as many of them. Really, yeah. It seems like, you know, people get to learn how to make the salami rose, for instance, or how we cut manchego or other cheeses. And it's just fun to share that knowledge with people and then they can go home and do it themselves or, or they realize that they don't want to take the time and energy to do it. And then they call us. So it's kind of a win, 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 but it's a, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And then, you know, we talk about different ways. Obviously, she she mentioned how to cut the manchego, and then we talk about different ways to style that. If you cut it 
in the way that we cut it, there's several different ways you can put it on the board. It doesn't have to go just one, one way. So different ideas like that and ways to give people inspiration to think about it if they're going to build it themselves. Yeah. And we get inspiration from it too, because someone taking our class might decide to style their specific, whatever it is, cheese, salami, fruit in a way that we haven't thought of. So that's a lot of fun too. And we tell them we're going to steal your ideas. It's part of the class. So. <laughs> I feel like that's a fair trade. You come it's to the fair. class and it's, yeah, you have, you have to, it's a collaboration. Thanks for the idea. What are some tips you would give any listener who maybe hasn't tried making their own charcuterie board or has been intimidated to make their own charcuterie board? What are some tips you would give? Yeah, I would say just try not to be intimidated by it. Remember, it's just food, right? So even if it just ends up being small chunks of cheese or small wedges of cheese and some salami on a board, a lot of times when you go out to a restaurant, that's what it looks like, right? It doesn't look insanely styled with salami roses and fruit everywhere and all of that as much as as it's styled when we do it or another charcuterie company might do it. So I think I would just recommend picking some cheeses Try one maybe that you've never tried before. Just kind of step out of your comfort zone and know that cheese can sometimes be expensive, but it's a small price to pay, I feel like, to try something new. And just have fun with it. Hop on Instagram, hop on Pinterest, follow spread. Try to just mimic different things that you see that you like. It tends to become very intimidating for people. Um, And it really shouldn't, if we just break it down and realize what it actually is, it's just meat and cheese and some fruit and crackers, right? I think that that would be my biggest advice is just to have fun with it and don't get in your head about it or hire us or hire (laughs) hire us. But I think, yeah, just have fun. And there's obviously the internet is a wealth of knowledge. So you can find so many visuals and kind of tutorials and guides on how to cut certain cheeses and things like that. But, and I think if you don't, like if you don't know what kind of cheeses to buy, if you don't think go with what you like, sure. Right. So, you know, what kind of cheeses you like yourself, you do you like cheddar? Sure. Okay. Then look for some cheddars, right. Or look for the breeze. If you like brie or something, you know, it it doesn't, it doesn't have to be an intimidating. What am I going to get? What is everybody like? Don't worry about that. Just get what you like. If it's your party, get what you like. People are probably, there's other people that are going to like it too. And it's totally fine. Yeah. That's a big thing is, is to not, yeah, get up in your head about it and just buy what you like. Well, I think that's great advice. (laughs) Even just to say, you know, it's just food. I think a lot of times, as you said, the internet is a great place to get inspiration, but sometimes there's so much information. You almost become more intimidated because you're like, okay, I'm just trying to do this thing. And I love making charcuterie boards. My sister who lives in Chicago is so good at making charcuterie boards. I made one, I just family over and placed some stuff. And she was like, can I help you? Can I just <laughs> thing? And I was like, sure. And then she did. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to leave. I'm going to leave this to you and um, to professionals step aside and let you do your thing. So, but I think that's good advice. Or like you said, just hire you guys. That's yeah. what you're to <laughs> They'd do. love to do it. Yeah. <laughs> So this is not your full-time job. So what is that like juggling being a business owner and then having another job on top of it? 
it's a lot. Challenging. It can be a yeah. lot for sure. Absolutely. Thank goodness there's two of us. Yeah, there's we constantly the orders come in and we're like, what does your day look like? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so or I can make the board if you can deliver the board, or if you can be here for pickup or vice versa. We're constantly talking about schedule and we try to be as accommodating as, as possible, which yeah. might be to our fault a little bit. Would say we're both people pleasers. And so, and we, you know, we want people to have their charcuterie when they want it. Right. So not everybody's going to have a party at six 30 on a Thursday night. It might be at two o'clock in the afternoon, or they might need it in the morning because they're going to travel with it or something different. So we try to be as accommodating as possible. And we hate saying no, Yeah. even it's though like, we have can to, we sometimes. deliver it over the lunch hour. Right. Can we do something, you know, just yeah. trying to find ways to make it work with our schedules. And we both do have fairly flexible schedules that helps a lot too. But, um, but yeah, we're juggling back and forth constantly between the two of us, you know, and if one of us has to be out of town for something, the other one needs to be on, you know, spread duty. Yeah. Spread, <laughs> spread duty. <laughs> And on top of just juggling your schedule overall, what are some struggles that you face being a business owner? Oh my gosh. The business side of the business, right? Yeah, absolutely. We are, we are creatives. So we are not accountants or marketing people or any of that. And as business owners, and it's just the two of us, we have to do all of the things. So yeah, the challenging side is the business side of it. We like to do the creating, right. the creating part is, is the fun side. And then the keeping up with the receipts and, yeah. <laughs> and all of the taxes and all the things, not our, not our jam. Uh, no, we don't love that part. <laughs> and so that as with anything that you don't like to do becomes kind of the last thing that you are doing. Uh, so yeah, we have to stay on top of ourselves and making sure we're tracking all of the things that need to be tracked. You know, and, we've learned you can't just keep putting it off. It doesn't disappear, right? Unfortunately, <laughs> we've really tried to make it disappear, but it doesn't. I agree. If I had to do any sort of thing with taxes beyond just my own personal taxes or keeping track of that stuff, though I am very organized, I would not be able to do it yeah, very well. It, so I yeah, give... definitely the business side is the is the difficult the, side of yeah, the business. Yeah, right? It's a food business too. So there's obviously like going to the health department for stuff and mm. all the things that we have to stay on top of. We're yeah. just like, but can't we just make boards? <laughs> Wouldn't that just be the life? Just make boards every day and just not worry about anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so when you guys are not working both of your jobs and trying to keep up with everything, what does life look like in Kansas City for you? We both love to travel a lot, whether it's like together or, we do you know, on, in our um, in our own ways or whatever. We both love traveling. So we do a ton of that, I would say, which is where the juggling comes in because one <laughs> of us will be gone and <laughs> constantly on spread duty for the other one. But a lot of traveling, uh, I'm really into sports. So I love to do all, all kinds of sporting events if we can, football games, baseball games, soccer games, all the things. Yeah. So I like to do that kind of stuff. We love to eat. I think we've talked about that. So yeah. going out to dinner is kind of a big thing for both of us too. Again, Constantly. whether it's together or yeah, we're very ways, lucky that but... our husbands also get along really well. So <laughs> otherwise, I don't, I don't know. We would just force them to go regardless. And we would force them, or to go we would just go, or we'd go by ourselves. Yeah. yeah, there's it's a lot of eating out, and my husband and I love to go. You know, yeah, to restaurants, check out the latest things in Kansas City. 
we're big into the art scene in Kansas City too, which is awesome. Love the art. So we love going to art exhibits and shows and fairs. Fairs, yeah. So it's a lot of that, and just exploring. You know, Kansas City has so much, obviously, to offer. So exploring, trying not to get stuck in our rut, and exploring the new things that are happening as well. What are some of your favorite things that you have found on an exploration? Oh, new we have a favorite restaurant. I would say it's like, yeah, I think mutual. It, yeah. Ragazza. Ragazza is our favorite restaurant. At least for me, our friends are asked every week. Did you, have you been to Ragazza yet this week? Cause we go, we, I wouldn't say we go every single week. This is a big plug for Ragazza, <laughs> but we, it's probably every week and a half that we go. So we love the team there. We love the food there. We love the wine there. There's literally nothing that we don't love there. Basically feels like eating at home. It feels like there. eating at home. The staff is amazing. I have to say, I love Ragazza as well. My boyfriend is not from Kansas City. And so we have started making a list of restaurants that either neither of us have been to or I've been to and he has not been to yet. And every weekend we try to cross one off. Right now we're in a pretty big space of places I've been and he hasn't. He's only Uh, lived here for two-ish years. And so he has a lot of catching up to do. And we just went there recently and I love it. I've been many times and we sat down and he was like, asked me what he always asked. He's like, so what's good here? And I was like, just put you down, I'll order. And he was like, okay. (laughs) I was like, I know what you're going to want. You're going to want the lasagna. I everyone loves the lasagna. Yes. Yeah, it's so good. And I get the eggplant parm, which is great. I mean, it looks just like the lasagna. They both come in like the small square skillets, but love it there. And I love starting just with the brada and the giant meatball. So kind of like mm-hmm. two dishes there, but I know. Let's see. I was just there on Saturday, but still, yes, that's a great idea though. I always say that I need to start a list of restaurants because for that reason, because we find ourselves going to the same places that we love. And while we love to try new places, you know, you just get into your head about, oh, I don't know, where are we going to go? Oh, let's go here because it's easy and we know we love it and it'll just be simple. And so we need to add to that list for sure. And you know, Rabatz is opening a new restaurant, Enzo, down in the River Market. I did so not know that. Oh, there's new. There's my new thing for, oh, I think, November. A new plug for them. I don't get paid, even in lasagna or limoncello, <laughs> although I should talk more into that. Yeah, Enzo will be opening late this year. And in terms of the list, I recommend typing it out based off neighborhood. Mm-hmm. That is what we found is really helpful just because if we are out running errands and we're in the Northland and we'll say, yeah. oh, it's almost time for dinner. What do we want to do? We'll pull up our list. And every time we see something on Instagram, we're sending it to each other. And I'm like, okay, you need to add it to the list. It's on his phone. Yeah. So keep it up. So that's a great idea. Dividing it up into neighborhoods is really helpful just because it's like when someone asks you when you're not expecting, like, what's your favorite movie? And you sit there and you're like, oh, I don't know. know." (laughs) But of course, if you were on your own thinking about it, you'd be like, I think this is my favorite movie. Yeah. When you're like on the spot and you're like, where should we go for dinner? And you're like, "Uh, I don't know what's around us and Google restaurants near me. And then you're like trying to figure it out. So we have found that the list is not only helpful just because we keep track of everything. And like I said, anytime there's a new restaurant, we're like, okay, add it. So we know to 
yes. like it's so easy for things to get lost in the social media shuffle and sure. remembering. And then it's just easier when we're out and about and I'm like, okay, we're in the crossroads. What's on our list of what we haven't been to yet in the crossroads? So it's yeah. been utilizing it in a pinch. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, like well, it. and there's yeah. so many places, so many great places yeah. to eat in the city. So it's a great, I need to really start that. You know, unfortunately, through COVID, we saw a lot of restaurants who weren't able to survive the pandemic. Sort of the silver lining is there have been so many restaurants that have opened in the last year and so nice and so exciting to see a variety of restaurants opening up. I was talking to someone a few weeks ago, might have even been on this podcast, that it's really nice in Kansas City to not only have new local restaurants opening, but they're not just a new burger place or a new American place. Cause don't get me wrong. I love a burger. I down for like burgers and fries whenever, but it's just nice to be in a city that you don't feel like, Oh, it's the Midwest. All we eat is potatoes and barbecue. There's this huge variety of places now. And it's just, I just get so excited when I see a new restaurant opening and I'm like, okay, what's the cuisine? You know, yeah. what are they going to have? And just knowing yeah. it's not going to be another steakhouse or a new barbecue Absolutely. place, which again are both great and I love having, but it's not the They're only great. thing I want to eat. For sure. If there was something you could change about Kansas City, what would you change? There's not a whole lot I would change. And I know that there's stuff that's in the works and happening. I mean, I've lived in other cities in my life, like big cities, other yeah. big cities and public transportation is kind of a big deal in a lot of big cities. And that's something that I think Kansas city has been lacking, but we're also getting there with that, with the streetcar that's expanding and getting bigger. So I think that, and the new airport that's opening up is going to be a huge thing. Yeah. Especially for those of us that love to travel. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Gotta get an airport Uh, or a better airport. So I think we're on the road to getting the stuff that that I would want to change. I think the sports things are fun too. Just like Tara saying she loves sports. We're big social sports people. We're not, you know, hardcore dying for whichever sports team, but we love to get together with our friends and watch a game or whatever, go to a game. And I think that, you know, with Casey Current being huge now and even just the talk of potentially the Royals moving downtown or maybe us getting a basketball team or something like that. Just more things like that for those of us who are local to do and also those, you know, to bring more people to Kansas City so they can see what a great city we have. I hesitate a little bit in like wishing that because I love what a small city this feels like. It's a big city, but it feels small. And I don't really want it to get crazy big. I kind of like to keep it our little secret, but also, I think, yeah, those things, I think, I feel like Kansas City is really well on its way to, yeah, getting those, getting those things that feel it's like they're lacking. Mm-hmm. In total agreement with both of you growing up here as well, I was always like, okay, the Chiefs and the Royals. And I was never really into soccer. We didn't have an NBA team. We didn't have a hockey team. There were a lot of sports we didn't have growing up. Pretty big sports fans. I love going to games. Anything in person, I think, is always better if you're able to go just because the atmosphere and you're around fans and everyone gets excited. And it's just cool to see that there's different fandoms within Kansas City. Yeah, I think that's a really great way to put it, for sure. That's one of the things I love about this city is how um, dedicated to the Kansas City community. community 
that everybody is. So yeah. whether it's the sports teams or whether it's local businesses or, or anything like that, it seems like the the Kansas City people are just really committed to supporting all of those different entities. And one thing I always say that I especially love about Chief Season, I will be a little biased with the Chiefs. I love seeing what local businesses do in support of Kansas City, you know, McLean's and their cookies. And I mean, I could name dozens of cookie businesses in Kansas City mm-hmm. or just anything that businesses do to celebrate the Chiefs. And I just love every Red Friday seeing, I feel like what hundreds of businesses are posting of like, get your Chiefs stuff. So do you guys do a lot of boards for Chiefs games and Chiefs themed boards? Yeah, it's really fun. We have, we've done, yeah, individual boards that are themed. We've also done some pop-ups and done Chiefs boxes. So people can either come and pick them up to take them to the Chiefs game to tailgate with or to take them, you know, home and eat them there. And those are really fun to do. Of course, we try to really focus, of course, on red and gold and white. And those are very out. like color specific. Yes, color specific. Design. But yeah. they're a ton of fun. And people, it's it's just like with the cookies, everybody gets really excited about something themed like that. So it's fun to do. It's not something that obviously we get to do all year round. So that's a really fun one for us to do once football season hits and we love a good theme, especially so. with the playoffs <laughs> and with the Super Bowl when we were there. And that yeah. was a lot of yeah. fun. A lot of fun. Is there a theme board you have done that really sticks out in your mind as your favorite or just unique or something different that you hadn't really seen before? Honestly, I blame this on Tara, but we're both huge <laughs> Halloween fans. And so we love to do a good spooky board, spooky shirt. Any kind of Halloween themed yeah. board is really fun. It's a lot so of fun for us. The of October is great. Yeah. We've actually already even done one mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, <laughs> we did. We, we have done one. Those so. are a ton of fun. We love doing holiday boards. Fall. Oh, yeah. Fall is one of our favorite seasons, as most people are, especially in Kansas City, because it's so beautiful here. So doing those boards and Christmas, Christmas and New Year's and things like that. And just, yeah, getting anything themed because we don't do that, of course, all year round. So it's just a little bit different. Like we get to be creative in a different way. So anytime somebody asks for a theme and we've had like the beer Olympics, somebody was having a beer Olympics party and wanted something to go along with that. And we did a beer pong themed board, which was a fun one. And we get a lot of baby showers or bridal showers. And so we try to make them fit that, um, that scheme and anytime somebody throws one of those ideas at us we're like "Ooh, (laughs) what can we do with this yes that's so fun I'm sure it's fun to just again talking about like that creative side of your brain just to see okay what's the theme and then almost challenge yourself of like okay what can we do to really make this like I mean literally jump off the board essentially just really pop and uh, yeah I imagine that's that's super fun Uh, For listeners who are interested in getting a board from you guys, what is sort of the time turnover? What is the time ideally for people to place an order or contact you versus when the board's actually available? We really appreciate like 48 hour notice, but we know that's not always possible or not always the case. And we, like we said earlier, we try to accommodate 
those last minute things, but we can't always accommodate, accommodate last minute, especially because even if it's like the holidays or the, or a weekend or something, sometimes we're completely booked and can't do a next day request, but we do our best to try that. But we try to, where we appreciate like at least 48 hours, we have a website spreadkc.com that you can fill out an order request form on there. And it asks all the questions of like what size you would like, any specific requests, date, time, date, time yeah, all that kind yeah. of stuff. And we just kind of go from there. So. Yeah. And the form is great if they want to fill out the form to request the board. They can also email us directly. Feedme at spreadkc.com is our email address. So they can email us directly and we can respond from there. We get a lot okay. of DMs, of course, on Instagram and Facebook. And those are great when we notice them, but Instagram has this hidden message feature that if we're not friends with you, then we may not it's hidden right and we don't see it right away. And that is the worst. We've, we've a lot recently have seen some that have been days old and then that's the worst because we don't want people thinking that we're not responding to them. So that's probably the least best way to get in touch with us. But yeah, the website and our, and our email is really an easy way. Yeah. Where can listeners find you on social media? Okay. So we have an Instagram, just spread underscore KC. And then we've got Facebook spread artisan boards. If you search that, you'll find us. Our website is spreadkc.com. And then we've got the email, which is feedme at spreadkc.com. And so we mentioned, you know, holidays are coming up. Thanksgiving's right around the corner. There's Christmas, New Year's, all, all the December holidays. Do you guys have any special things coming up that you would want listeners to know about? Yeah, we will be posting soon our holiday hours, and that includes Thanksgiving and Christmas. The December holidays. The December holidays, yeah, New Year's and all the things. So we'll be posting our hours and order and pick up dates and stuff like that. So that's yeah. coming very soon. Posted a few different times and in a few different locations, but we usually have it in our feed. So if you scroll down just a little bit, you'll find it. And we do sell out too. So the sooner you can book your, your time slot, the better, because yeah. we will book up and sell out for those, right. for those days. Yeah, for listeners, I recommend absolutely getting on that for anyone who is interested in getting a board from you guys, because I imagine it just makes your life easier as well as the customer as well, just so they know the orders in, you yeah. able to confirm it and they know, okay, we're absolutely we made headway on this. So Check it off your list. Just check that thing off your list. <laughs> and, and it's never too early because we don't really put a time frame on when we start taking orders. So you could order a New Year's board today and we'll just put it on a calendar and know that you've got a New Year's board coming. So that's a nice thing for us that we're a little bit flexible, uh, flexible that, yeah. and nimble like that, that we can, I think large companies obviously will not release their order dates until two weeks prior or something. And really honestly, because we are planners too, that just stresses us out. <laughs> We'd much rather know six months in advance that so once I was ordering a Thanksgiving board, uh, and then we know we were prepared for it. So yes, absolutely. Awesome. Well, is there anything else that you would want listeners to know either in terms of ordering or just your business in general? I think we'd love for everybody to know that we can cater to any size of event, whether it's date night 
for two people or um, a large wedding for hundreds of people, we can do anything. So just reach out to us if you have something going on. We'd love to talk to you about it. And it, I think like we mentioned earlier, we do everything from boards and we have different sizes of those, the boxes and different sizes, the charcuterie cups, and we do grazing tables. So the full size tables of any of any size, basically, we can do anything from 30 people to we've done 300 people. So a variety of options for everybody in any size event that you're doing. And it's not just charcuterie, like we talked about too. So we do charcuterie, we do fruit specific, sweet specific, veggie specific. Combinations of all of the above. Combinations of all of those. Maybe we're yeah. going to start doing butter boards and peanut butter boards. I know. <laughs> we might, I might have a peanut butter board for dinner tonight. Maybe. But so, yeah, just knowing that we have all those options, that's great that you threw that out there too. Um, and that we can do combinations of them too, because a lot of people will request they want a fruit veggie combo board and, you know, we create it that way. Or even if you have special requests, let us know if you've got dietary restrictions. We do gluten-free boards all the time. We have several options of crackers vegan. that are gluten-free. We do vegan stuff all the time also. So any special requests we'll, we'll try to accommodate. There may be additional fees for some of those, but we try to accommodate everything that we can. And, you yeah. know, if you have requests that need to be left off the board too, we always listen to those as well. Yeah, for absolutely. sure. Yeah. Like blue cheese gets requested <laughs> to be left off a lot. <laughs> not as much. Yeah. Not as much often requested as it is requested to be left, to left off. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's so nice that you guys have so many options for your customers, especially because I think a lot of times people look at charcuterie boards, you know, someone might say like, well, I don't really eat X, Y, Z, or I have this dietary issue or so it's nice just know you guys have so many options and are able to accommodate so many things for people because yeah, if someone doesn't like veggies or someone, you know, whatever that you're able to, to do that for them. So that's great. And that's uh, great for listeners uh, to know as well. So. And I think something to keep in mind too, is that a lot of stuff is seasonal also. So we do get requests for some things sometimes that aren't in season. So we can't exactly accommodate those because we can't access it. So keep in mind that, that stuff is seasonal if you're wanting it to be really fresh and yummy. So Awesome. Well, thank you both so much again for taking the time to talk to me. And I, I love your charcuterie boards. I love the one that I've had in my home. I love the ones I've had at events. I just, as we've mentioned, and I've mentioned repeatedly now, just the creativity that goes into charcuterie boards and how being able to create something and create something new constantly. And I just love what you guys are doing. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you so much for having us. We're thrilled to talk to you. And I know we both listen to the podcast and check you out and what you're doing. So that I know thank I'll you. start checking out where you guys are going to dinner and adding it to my <laughs> list of where to eat. <laughs> well, thank you. I know it is funny. I often get asked at work to and a coworker who I know listens to this podcast is going to laugh because he's going to know I'm talking about him <laughs> that I tend to plan a lot of his parents night out, him and his wife, or their anniversaries or anything like that. It's really fun, but sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so much pressure. People coming to me with yeah. restaurant <laughs> ideas, especially because like I'm an adventurous eater. I love going yes. anywhere. And then some people who are a little more traditional, the meat and potatoes or burger places. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I have a recommendation for that. But if you want to try something new and exciting, I have hundreds of recommendations hundreds for that. Of yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Be sure to follow them on Instagram at spread underscore KC and check out their website for custom boards. 
You can follow me on Instagram at Casey Viceri, and we'll see you next week. Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential. Hey. Kansas City's best. Ooh, Casey Confidential. Hey, confidential.